With LinkedIn Jobs, we tap into a network of more than a billion professionals to help you find quality professionals quickly and easily for any role you need. Marketing wizards? Found them. Software engineers? Found. That project manager I could never seem to hire? And found. LinkedIn Jobs quickly matches your roles with candidates with the right skills and experience. In fact, 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. Post your first job for free and get started at linkedin.com slash spoken. That's linkedin.com slash spoken. Terms and conditions apply. Welcome to Live Well Anyway. I'm your host, Mackenzie Coppa. On this podcast, I help you learn how to feel healthy, look good, and plan a life you actually like in the midst of all the everyday chaos. I'm so glad you're here. And on this episode, we are talking all things audiobooks. Now, you probably know that I'm an audiobook narrator. I do a lot of books for Trisha Goyer, some Amish fiction things. I will put those in the show notes if you are at all interested in listening to those. In fact, I'm about to finish up a couple of more books in her Amish fiction series. But I really love listening to audiobooks. Being an audiobook narrator, I am very picky about my listening. And so my favorite audiobooks tend to be celebrity memoirs and celebrity written books. However, if you continue to listen through the whole episode, I do throw in some of my other favorite audiobooks that I've ever listened to that have nothing to do with celebrities and are just really, really good writing, especially ones that are funny. And I think that we do a really good job of kind of picking things apart and giving a lot of suggestions for a lot of different interests. And oh, I should probably mention who I have on this episode because it's a brand new guest. Her name is Kara Willett, and as you will hear in this episode, we go back a long time, like over 30 years. So it was so fun to get to have her on the show, talk about books, and really dive into some of our favorite audiobooks as I helped suck her into the whole audiobook thing and she has really gotten into it over this past year. But before we dive into this episode, I wanted to mention that I've been doing it, you guys. I have been showing up on YouTube every week for the past couple of weeks. And this Friday, I will actually be doing a plan with me live at one o'clock Pacific. So you can join me on there in the live on YouTube. You can ask your questions. I will show you how I am planning out the next couple of weeks and figuring out my content and my life and all of the things. It's going to be a ton of fun. So you can join me over there at youtube.com slash Mackenzie Coppa. But I've been working really hard to try to be more consistent at getting out the good content over there in the YouTube waves. I really like YouTube. It is the thing that I am the most excited about content wise right now. And I'm really wanting to just continue to be amping it up over there. So if you wanted to, you know, jump over there, show a little bit of support, make sure you're subscribed to the channel, interact in comments. If you have any suggestions or questions that you would like me to cover on YouTube videos, I would love to hear what they are. But it's just a really fun, different space than the podcast and a really kind of more concise way to be getting out information. Plus, just having a lot of fun with it and sharing my personality and getting to engage with all of you guys even more. So hop on over to youtube.com slash Mackenzie Coppa. Watch what I've got going on over there. Join me for the live this Friday at one o'clock Pacific to do a whole plan with me thing where you guys can even ask your own planning questions. It's going to be a good time. So I will see you there at youtube.com slash Mackenzie Coppa. Okay. Without further ado, let's dive into this episode with me and Kara Willett talking about audiobooks. Welcome, Kara. Hello. So I am so excited to have you on today because I was sitting thinking I've been wanting to do an episode for the summer about books, but 
my good friend Katie, who comes on the show with me all the time, is in the midst of a cross-country move right now. And so right. it was like not a great timing to be like, could you just find a quiet spot to sit with your computer? <laughs> So I was like, who else could I talk to? Because yeah, I could talk to myself and that's fine. But this is one of those conversations that is more fun to do with somebody else. And then you and I got talking about audiobooks the other day and I was like, oh, Kara, it's the perfect <laughs> person to have on. So I'm so excited to be chatting with you today. Same. This is going to be fun. Yeah, I think so too. And so just a little bit of backstory you and I, do you know exactly how long I did the math this morning? How long we've known each other? You know, it comes in and out. Sometimes I do, sometimes I don't. But <laughs> you were very, you were like eight years old, right? I was eight years old. So I have known you for 31 years. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Isn't that wild? Yeah, that's really crazy. Because I knew I was in high school. Were wow. you? Because I, I remember yeah. when you were in college because you lived at the apartments that are very close to where I now live. Yes, I live right across the street from where you are now. Yeah. Um, but I, because it was Wizard of Oz, I think was the first yep. show yep. that I was in high school for that. Okay, So yeah. yeah. And then you did, did you do How to Eat Like a Child? Yes, yes yep. I did. Yeah, and so Kara and my mom would do props together and they would play all kinds of pranks on people and be ridiculous. <laughs> I, your mom is my favorite person. I just love her. <laughs> oh my goodness. You guys were the worst. <laughs> yeah, you and my mom, you guys would do the most insane things to people. I think, did you do Babes in Toyland with her? Yes. Yep. Okay. You guys really hit a high, I believe, by that show. Yeah, and, like, and there's, I actually don't, I remember doing the pranks. I just don't remember what a lot of them were. Oh, like, would you like me but... to remind you? <laughs> <laughs> that might be a whole other episode. <laughs> oh, it might be, but I'll give it a small snippet. So I don't know if you remember this, but someone brought their dog at one point and my mom had acquired some very convincing fake dog poop. And do you remember Julie Pritchard? You guys like she played Little Miss Muffet and you put it in her bowl that she was stirring and she came out on stage and then she looked down oh, and saw the I, dog poop yeah. in it. I never recalled that myself, but now I do remember that. Oh my goodness. I yeah. do remember that. And then yep. Craig had to wear lederhosen in the beginning of the show and like yep. give flowers to Brianne. And there was a card that my mom actually laminated so she could write other stupid things in it every time. So when he was trying to like recite yes. his lines, she would put terrible. We did that a lot. So yes. anything like I remember one show we on napkins that were at a table, we'd write little things on. Yes, I do remember that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. Well, I think the final show, and I don't know, maybe I need to put an explicit. The final show on this always one. was the biggest. We always yeah. do the biggest. Always the, the biggest. But my I think my mom wrote, um, <laughs> your bratwurst is showing in your leader <laughs> listen we were just training actors you know yes I mean the show we must go on the best acting coaches and can you get through this if you can you're yeah. ready <laughs> oh my word you guys were so ridiculous but it was a lot of shows in a few years there because that was like yeah. from third grade through fifth grade for me and then we kind of reconnected years later as moms and 
doing book clubs and mm-hmm. stuff like that. And then book clubs you and Bible studies. And yeah. Things like that. Yeah. And then you were my emotional support during my divorce trial. <laughs> if I can that be was... there, I want to be there because I can't fix anything. But if I can stand yeah. next to you, I will. <laughs> you were my bodyguard. So Kara would come and pick me up every morning of my divorce trial and drive me to the courthouse and sit in there. So you like you, you were the only one I think who sat through it all because other people like weren't allowed to be in there for parts of it because they were testifying or, you know, like whatever. So you, you got like the, the full meal deal. How exciting (laughs) for you. (laughs) Oh yeah. And your daughter who is also named Mackenzie even yes. came for part of it because she was studying like criminal something yes, in college. She was at Eastern and yeah. she um she's graduated since with a degree in criminal justice, but oh, she came go. for part of it to, to well, you know, kind of see the process and things like that more than anything. Yeah. And and my divorce trial was criminal. So. <laughs> that's, right. that's what it feels like. Oh. Okay. Anyway, so that's how Kara and I know each other. I digress. We and are going aspects everywhere. Yeah. But now we talk a lot about, well, we talk about life, but then we connect over books and reading, especially we both have a mutual love of our Kindle. Now I did, I've broken my, my streak twice in the past month. It's so painful. And I didn't even know you're the one that actually told me we had a streak. I remember remember that. I didn't know it kept track of that stuff. I'm going to see if I can find mine, but so something ridiculous. Yeah, I'm. It says 824 <laughs> days in a row. <laughs> so annoyed with you. <laughs> I just I read. It's kind of my go to sleep thing. Yeah, I get in bed and I, I almost like can't go to sleep without reading a chapter or two of something. Yeah. So and, and I'm, I'm the I'm same actually, way. Yeah. But the problem is, if I go to bed after midnight, <laughs> it doesn't count. Oh, it's count. just crash. Yeah. Yeah, I remembered at 12:15 oh. last week. And I was like, oh, I was yeah. busy doing more court paperwork <laughs> and all these years right. later. And and I Life's looked over at the clock. Breaking our streaks. Yeah. Dang it. It was the, I had a 303 days and then the day of the ballet recital took me out, which I have to say was a little bit more like legit than when <laughs> the Oscars took me out. That was sort of embarrassing, <laughs> but you know. I'm just trying, but I, at least this last time when I broke it last week, it had only been like 26 days or something. So I was like, okay, whatever life's life. But, but the 303 nice. day one, that one hurt. Now, do you do yeah, the Kindle challenge? I, so I don't think I do. What is that? I don't even know what that is. <gasps> you don't know what that, do you have the app on your phone? Um, yes. Okay. Actually, I have it on my iPad. Okay. Well, if you so go I'm into in the app, now. if you go into the app, it usually has like a quarterly challenge that it gives you. And it's for like numbers oh, of Kindle books challenge. read. Yes. Set and it has achievement. It has numbers of books read. It has days yes, that you've that. read. It has, but it will give you like extra little challenges. Like one of them for this quarter was read eight books. And that oh, will yeah. put so you in the top 25%. Perfect, perfect week, 12 times. Look at you go. Okay. Yeah. But then it'll like say read a book from this genre or that oh. kind of thing. So you have to like meet those in order to get all of the little bookmarks. And at the end, you get nothing. But it's still, I'm so competitive that I 
feel like I have to do it. Like, I don't even want to read a book from this genre, but fine. I see. Okay. I think I see some. So anyway, that's kind of fun. I'll have to look at those. Yeah. 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 So both avid Kindle readers, but when did you start getting into audiobooks? Was I the catalyst of that or had you been? Yes, you were the catalyst because I am a very visual person. I have to see things in Mm -hmm. front of me. I have a very hard time with like, even when I was younger in school, if someone's reading something, I have to be reading along. Oh Um, yeah. Even when I do like my Bible studies on my phone that read to me, I have to, I have it read to me, but I, I read along or I will lose. I just have to see things. So audiobooks have never been something I've enjoyed because I'm, I get too distracted. I find myself where I'm like, wait, what did they say the last 10 minutes? Like, yeah, but I actually can't remember how it started, but it was basically about memoirs or autobiographies. And you were like, you have to read those. I mean, you have to listen to those from the author. You have to listen to the person that wrote it, speak it. So I'm like, I'll try it. I wasn't too, like I said, I've never been a fan of audiobooks. And then I think Betty White was my first one, um, if you ask me. Mm -hmm. And that was last August. And I loved it. I loved yeah. it. And and I still had my moments where I'm like, oh, I don't know what she said. <laughs> but I yeah. almost feel this weird kinship with the person reading it. Like they're talking to you. Yeah. It's really cool. Yeah. And just to hear it exactly how they intended to portray it. And especially yes. when it's somebody who's so good at that anyway. Like, especially mm-hmm. with celebrities, you want to hear it in their voice and yeah and I there's just, different inflections yeah. and like it's yeah. just it's it is it's their their story yeah and it just it's it becomes more than reading it I think and not that reading isn't entertainment but it takes it to like a different level of entertainment almost like you're listening to a podcast of this celebrity like talking about their life yes so and you get credit yeah. for reading a book which is always what I'm after like I need the accolades oh see and I haven't done that yet. So are you talking about in like my yeah, towards my reading goal for the year in Goodreads that I'm also trying to rope you I into? I've done that yet. I need to get on cuz you and another friend have told me I need to do a Goodreads account. Yeah. And so it I set my goal and I like to surpass my goal and like see how many books I read for the year and so it's like this weird totally arbitrary thing I'm only competing with me but I feel I don't know, fulfilled in some way. <laughs> So much of the rest of my life is difficult. It's like, but look what I did. I read 40 like books that, this though. year. Well, and I didn't even think of that. So I can add, because I do two at a time. So I'm reading a book and I'm listening to a book. Yeah. So sometimes could, I'm doing like three because I'll be listening to maybe a memoir and then maybe I'm also listening to a nonfiction book and then I'm reading a fiction book and yeah, it becomes mm-hmm. a whole thing. So they add up quickly, especially when you're doing celebrity stuff, because they you can get through them pretty fast, I feel like. Yes. Especially because yeah. you you listen at a higher speed like I do. Yes, I do. What do you typically listen at? I'm at like, it kind of depends on the reader. Like a, the Debbie Reynolds book, she read really slow. So she mm-hmm. was almost at like a two. But um, I think when I did Mini Drivers, I had like one and a half. Like it almost yeah. depends on who's yeah. reading it. I would agree with that. I would say like a usually like a safe spot for me is like a 1.7 if I'm yeah. able to like 
not have a bunch of distractions and whatnot. Otherwise, maybe like a 1.4 if they're a pretty quick reader to begin with. Right. But but yeah, so I think like I had always felt this way about the audiobooks. I've listened to them for years. I think ones that really sucked me in were like Mindy Kaling's books. I probably listened to those six or seven years ago and I just loved them and they were so funny and it was fun to hear her reading them. But I think the one that was like the linchpin for me that was like, I can never go back was Born a Crime by Trevor Noah which you yes, still haven't listened to. I haven't done that one yet, except it does say I borrowed it, but I think I borrowed it. It's not the audiobook; It was the reading book. And I'm like, no, yeah. I want to hear this. So yeah, you have to hear it because this is like, it even goes beyond just like reading their own book because it is a true performance that he puts on. I feel like he should have won awards. He does all of the different South African accents and some other regions of the world. Like he does so many accents oh, in this book. Awesome. He does like the voice of his mom and his grandmother and like all the different women <laughs> in his lives or in his life. And it is inspiring the way he does it. And his stories also, you will just like think are hilarious because there's a ton of like Christian influence, but it's from the South African perspective. So it's like, it's right. different than it is in America. And there's like this whole scene where this ridiculous thing happens and they're trying to like exercise a demon from the house and they make <laughs> him pray as a child because they're like, God, here's the prayers of little children. <laughs> so <Childlike laughs> they're making him pray. But really, like this whole thing that happened was his fault and he's fully aware of it. And so oh all of his prayers are like, and God, like, maybe go easy on the person who did this. <laughs> it's so funny. I like I rewound it and made my boys listen to that. Like it was a few <laughs> years ago, but it was just so funny. So I think that you will listen to that one. Yeah, I, I think I'm going to have to do that one on um, Audible. App that... Audible. Yes. Because it's not at the library. Most of the audiobooks I get are from the library. Yeah. Um, so you use Libby. Do yes. you use Hoopla? I haven't. And that's the city library, right? No. They oh. they both should have both. Like through our city oh. library, I have Libby and I have Hoopla. So I check both of those to see if an audiobook is on either of those sources before I hop over to Audible. All right, I'm gonna have to look for that. Yeah, you are because they've got all kinds of things on there. My Hoopla digital, yes. All right, I prefer my like Kindle books or my ebooks to get from the Libby app because you can download them on your Kindle. Yes, that's what but, I like about the reading books. Yeah, yeah, I don't think you can do that with Hoopla. I'm not 100% sure, but I don't think so. And I would much rather read it on my Kindle than try to read it in the Hoopla app. So I pretty much only use Hoopla. Sometimes for music, that was originally how my family listened to Hamilton years and years and years ago. But then they also have a pretty good selection of audiobooks. So, and Great. you don't have to wait usually for the audiobooks on Hoopla. Where on Libby, they only have cer a certain number of copies for the library. So right. Yeah, because I've got thing. a couple that I'm on hold for. So, mm -hmm. so it's nice when you can just kind of like get that instant gratification with Hoopla. <laughs> 
Ladies, I know that so many of you are busy and on the go just like I am. And a lot of times we want a snack that isn't just packed with a bunch of sugar and junk and is actually going to make us feel better for our day and maybe even, you know, like, help up our mental game. And that is exactly why I'm so excited about Mosh, a brand new sponsor of the podcast. It's a protein bar made for your brain. You guys just listen to what this has got in it. Okay. It's got six delicious flavors. I really enjoyed both the chocolate and the peanut butter. I think it's a toss up for me on which one I liked better. And each Mosh bar includes 12 grams of protein and is made with ingredients that support brain health like ashwagandha, lion's mane, collagen, omega-3s. You guys know I love all of those. Like I try to get them wherever I can. And it has 160 calories and only one gram of sugar. Mosh protein bars are the guilt-free snack your brain and your body will crave. Your brain is your number one tool. It's one that I'm constantly trying to help from all the stress that I'm continuously going through. And Mosh protein bars are mindfully formulated by some of the top neuroscientists and functional nutritionists. That's exactly what I'm looking for because there's a lot going on up there. So any help that I can get is greatly appreciated. And when it tastes good and it also helps to fill me up in between meals... I'm all about that. And then this is also very interesting. It was founded by Patrick Schwarzenegger and Maria Shriver. And because of that, Mosh is a mission-driven brain health and wellness company that donates a portion of all proceeds to support women's brain research through the Women's Alzheimer's Movement at Cleveland Clinic. So I feel like Mosh is doing so many good things for me as I have been struggling in all of my stress and craziness to just like maintain a consistent line of thought, much less eat well. And so when I have these Mosh bars that are also like helping my brain to work the way that I want it to and helping me to make good food choices throughout the day, it has been such a win-win for me. And I think you're really going to like them too. So don't settle for a mediocre snack when you can nourish your body and mind with the fuel it needs to succeed. So whether you're at the gym, on the go, or just living your best life, Mosh Protein Bars will keep your brain and body fit, fueled, and feeling good. Head to moshlife.com slash livewell to save 20% off plus free shipping on your first six-count trial pack. That's 20% off plus free shipping on your first six-count trial pack, which includes all six mouth-watering flavors. M-O-S-H-L-I-F-E dot com slash livewell. Moshlife.com slash livewell. Okay, so since last summer, when you listened to Betty White's book, what are some of the other books that you've listened to and enjoyed? So I did enjoy Mini Drivers um, and yeah. Carrie Fisher, The Postcards from the Edge. That was a really quick one. Okay. Um, a little different than I expected. It wasn't as personal as I thought it was going to be. Oh, okay. Um, and from her, and then I, I would have thought it would be. I, well, it it was... And maybe because I kind of already knew the stuff, so it didn't yeah. feel like the one I'm doing right now is Sally Field. And I, there's so much I did not know about. I did not know her childhood was so um, traumatic. Like, oh, I, I hadn't. But and it's like, why would I? I mean, I like her, but it's not like I I'm not Research one of those people her. that. Yeah. Yeah. I don't really do like tabloids and read everything about every celebrity, but I have always liked Sally Field and I never knew that her childhood was so tumultuous like she was um not a good relationship with her mother um her stepdad abused her um just different I was just surprised so Mm -hmm. stuff like that 
maybe with the Carrie Fisher one, I kind of knew some of that stuff. Yeah. So it just felt repetitive. Yeah. Um, then there's some I've forgotten, which <laughs> maybe is not a good, a good review. Not that they were bad. I just forgot that I did, I did one from Rob Lowe and Matthew oh. McConaughey. <laughs> oh, okay. See, don't really I remember. <laughs> I wouldn't be interested in Rob Lowe's because I find him annoying. But I thought that Green Lights by Matthew McConaughey was very good and surprising. And some points where it was like, I don't, I don't know if I needed to know that. Like, <laughs> you probably could have kept that to yourself. I kind of felt like that with the um, Prince Harry book. And I actually oh. didn't finish that one. Yeah. And see, I loved Spare. I ate yeah. Spare. Oh, spare. That's what yeah. I... I had, and I know there are a lot of people who have very mixed opinions on yeah, Spare. Yeah, I've heard that. And I'm not even necessarily like all Team Kate or all Team Megan, because if I'm right. being really honest, Megan Markle drives me crazy. But I think it's well, because I, I think. I don't know if you're into the Enneagram, but I think she's a three on the Enneagram, which is the same exact number that I am. And I feel like oh. I see through a lot of people who have the same number as me, like Anne Hathaway. And so I'm like, I know what you're doing. I know why you're doing it. And it's fake and stop right. it. <laughs> well, I actually, I watched Suits before. before oh, like, okay. I watched the show Suits when it first came out. Mm-hmm. And because I enjoyed the show, but her, I didn't like her character so oh, I thought it was weird that she was given such a bad rap once she joined the royal family because I'm like well, I actually never she even on the show she, she was my least favorite character I did not like her at, at all on the show <laughs> so I thought it was kind of weird that I'm like oh maybe she's not a very likable person which is kind of sad but I don't know I just he it was what you said he just some stuff I'm like does this really need to be like what is this yeah four. it's not I don't know I guess what it, but it, at the same time there were things that it was like oh well if that's true like if that's really going on like I can see why they left and I can see why it right. was so hard and, and I watched their show on Netflix and thought some of that like I mean yeah. it's hard I know it's hard but it's it shouldn't have been surprising I guess to them yeah yeah I mean it, we don't live there and we're not surprised that it was all happening so yeah but I think it was interesting. I mean, I think the thing that impacted me was how it seemed like he and William were very much like, we're going to do things differently. And then William really just like fell into the fold and right. walked the royal road. And Harry was kind of like, but wait a minute. I thought we weren't going to do it the same way that it had always been done. But I also think they right. in, they both inherently have different pressures, obviously, Right. and Different so roles. I mean yeah yeah and so hard. and and the different cultures too because I think that if you're looking at both brothers and then especially who they married like Harry skews much more American you know like right he would come and party in America and he he had sort of more of that those American tendencies I think of like being warm and open and like like being bros where William had to be very buttoned up and I think Kate has to be very buttoned up as well and there's an expectation yeah 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 so I think yeah but it was I found it interesting 
And it's also hard because you know you'll never hear the other side of the coin. You know, right. William's never going to write his book because right. they they that's part of being royal is you stay very tight lipped. Don't do that. Yeah. Yeah. So, but I still I did find it interesting. I did listen to it at a faster pace because it was a long one. I think it was like sixteen hours or something. So yeah, I think I I did a lot of deep cleaning while I listened to that <laughs> book. I do it mostly in the car. I love doing them yeah. on road trips because I feel very yeah. focused. Then. Yeah. Um, and typically what I'm listening to is not something my kids are interested in. So I thanks. have to do it when I'm like well, cleaning. I had whatever. Sally Fields on when we were going to the lake the other day and my daughter is in the front with her headphones in, but her song ended and my headphones had died. So it was on the car while her song ended as Sally Field is describing one of her um, moments of abuse and my daughter looks at me and I went sorry I'll, I, I don't have headphones and and she said oh oh it's she goes it's a memoir she goes I thought it was a smutty book oh, oh no yeah that's what mom's listening to when you don't and know the with their kids I'm like this just this particular chapter took me yeah. by surprise like I said I did not know this about Sally Field's childhood and so yeah. And she had her music on. And the only reason she heard the few pieces of it was because her, she was in between songs. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's like, funny. Okay. Yeah. But I think one of my favorites was probably, which is weird, um, Debbie Reynolds. Yeah. And because I do like celebrity life, like learning about that stuff. I yeah. loved, When I was younger, I loved movies and I really loved behind the scenes. So when Me too. Uh, networks like E! entertainment network launched mm-hmm. and came out and they'd have all those 30 minute programs about behind the scenes or this after this or whatever I loved those mm-hmm. and Debbie Reynolds has such an array of celebrity relationships oh yeah like it's shocking in her lifetime who she knew who she was friends with who she was in relationships with like and I'm trying I, I knew about Elizabeth Taylor. I knew Elizabeth Taylor was her best friend. And if, I just can't recall some of the shocking ones that I was like, she would bring up somebody and and it, I didn't even think of someone like that. And she brings them up so casually. Yeah. Like, like I'm, I'm friends with Mackenzie. Well, she's, you know, BFF with Elizabeth Taylor. It was just like, yeah. and then their whole marriage scandal, which I, I remember knowing about, I think, cause my mom knew about it or something. Yeah. But, um, it was really just interesting in that way to mm-hmm. hear her life experiences in Hollywood and uh, that she bought and owned a hotel in Vegas and that whole thing. And one of her husbands, that was crazy. And I, it was just such a glimpse into, and not even in, in yes, yeah, she's a celebrity, but it wasn't even because she was a celebrity. It just into someone else's life and hearing yeah. them recall some of these things and to be able to, almost laugh about it later yeah um is is wild to me it was just hers was pretty wild to me yeah well and it's fun like you were saying like you're really getting a glimpse of their life and when you see how all these famous people are friends with each other just like we would be friends with each other I felt that Mm -hmm. way very much in Martin Short's book oh what was the name of it I'm looking for it I have a list here of like a thousand I know he's on my list too that oh, one's on my list too. You just told it. Me about it. Yes. Okay. I'm going to find it. Oh, I must say, my life is a humble comedy legend. 
he because he talks about like running into Tom Hanks at Walgreens because Tom likes post-it notes and pens and he's like buying them and then they hang out together and they rear end somebody or something like they get into like this all these ridiculous (laughs) situations right but they're just like buddies or how he and Tom Hanks and Steve Martin whenever they have to get their colonoscopies they do it as a group (laughs) so oh my god they'll like get together and play poker and take the stuff to like clean themselves out while they're like hanging out together and then they go to the hospital the next day together like what (laughs) oh just steve martin and tom hanks like no big deal like that those are just your your bros right like it's just yeah it's very funny to read those kinds of things where it's just like normal to them those are their friends right those are their friends exactly yeah okay have you done any other ones that you just seen that I just loved. Yeah. I did like Mini Drivers. It was a little different. Yeah. Um, Long but chapters. I did like hers. Long chapters. Yeah. Yeah. I um, liked hers as well. I thought it was well performed again. Like she was very what I captivating like in the way that I she performed it. Was well it. Performed. Yeah. I don't know that reading the book would have kept my interest as much as listening to her perform it. That is kind of, I think, what I felt like with Postcards from the Edge with Carrie mm. Fisher. Mm-hmm. I feel like I kept going because I was listening to her tell the story. I don't know if I would have kept going reading the book. Yeah. Um, and kind of like Rob Lowe, one of the, I'm not necessarily a fan of his, but like his, my parents actually lived in his grandparents' house in Ohio. Oh, weird. Yeah. Where he used to summer. And so sometime like I thought, oh, I'll, I'll read this book and see it wasn't like Debbie Reynolds memorable or I think Betty White like Betty White Betty White felt like a friend yes like listening to her talk you felt I could feel feel sitting across the table from her with coffee or tea or Mm -hmm. like she felt like a friend reading hers he was what you said like just more mundane and and then tried I I felt like he was overacting (laughs) <laughs> well, that's not surprising. Right? <laughs> it totally felt what you would think of as Roblo reading yeah. his book. But yeah. I thought I, I thought it was good. Really Debbie Reynolds stood out to me. I I really didn't Roblo was probably the one I didn't like. Okay. Um and then Sally Field I'm halfway through. I think that's really all I've done. Okay. So far. And Spare I didn't like. But now you've given me, when we were talking the other night, I've got Lauren Grams is up next. Okay, yeah, I, that's like, what I want to do. I want Now we can jump into, like, all the suggestions I'm giving you all right. to listen to next because I have a long list of celebrity memoirs. It was actually a little shocking as I, as I was compiling it. Actually, I just thought of one more that I think you did listen to, and it's I'm Glad My Mom Died by Jeanette McCurdy. Yes, I actually forgot about that one. That was a hard one. That was a hard one. It you um, definitely have couldn't to like stop looking at her that. as a child the whole time. She mm-hmm. just as a mother, she just even even these other celebrities like Sally Field talking about her childhood. I still don't see her as a child in her childhood. Same with um, Debbie Reynolds and Carrie Fisher and Carrie Fisher. You know she had, but when with Jeanette McCurdy's, I I couldn't stop just seeing this 
child victimized. Well, and I think it part of that is because hard. she was a child star. Like that's how. Yeah, yeah, that's how we knew her. her. Yeah. So it was. Yeah, that one I found it definitely gave industry insights. I felt like, which is interesting, um, but definitely hard. But yeah. also like it, kind of gratifying to see her journey and how she's moved through it and experienced healing and and come out of what was such a difficult childhood. Mm-hmm. So. Okay, ladies, if you've been following here for a while, then you know that I try to keep things in our life as clean as I possibly can. And one of those things that's really important to me is food and also how we are preparing our food. You know, I try to be thoughtful about the ingredients that I buy, and then I don't want to turn around and get home and end up cooking a bunch of chemicals into my food because I have subpar cookware. Things like PFAS coatings and forever chemicals, I feel like are super scary. They're messing with our bodies and we need to be really cognizant of how we are preparing our food so we're not just buying great ingredients, but we're making sure that they stay that way. But for me, I also, you know, I like a little bit of convenience. I don't want to have to be scraping things off of my pots and pans. I want my pots and pans to work the way pots and pans should and that I can really rely on them and have high quality cookware. And that is why I have been talking about caraway for so long because I absolutely love my caraway pans. I have a saute pan and a Dutch oven that I pretty much use every single day. They have a non-stick chemical-free ceramic coating that makes for easy cooking and easy cleanup, which is awesome, especially this summer. I've been getting my kids into more of their chores because they've had less activities going on. So it's like, hey guys, guess what? You get to clean up. And it's been so much easier because they are actually able to do it with these amazing pans that cook really well, plus they clean up really well. And also, did I mention that they're beautiful? I love that you can pick whatever color is going to work best for your kitchen and your aesthetic. I have the cream pans. They're right up my alley. I absolutely love them. So not only do they look good, they work awesome, and they're not going to, you know, like kill my family from having a bunch of really nasty stuff in them. They're completely clean, and they have even gone so far as to think of your storage solutions. So you don't have to stack your pots and pans and your lids and be losing things. No, no. They have it all put together for you. When you buy their pans, the storage solutions come right with your purchase. And now Caraway has branched out into even more things in addition to their cookware and their bakeware. They also have food storage and tea kettles. There is just something for everybody. I just can't say enough good things about Caraway. I love them so much. So don't miss Caraway's summer refresh event from June 20th to July 15th. So we are right in the middle of that right now. For a limited time, get 10% off site-wide on the internet's favorite kitchenware. So visit carawayhome.com slash livewell to get 10% off during their summer refresh event. Certain exclusions apply, but just go to carawayhome.com slash livewell or use the code livewell at checkout to get that 10% off. Caraway, non-toxic cookware made modern. Which, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to circle back for a second before we jump into all of the recommendations as far as audiobooks that I have for you because when you were saying that you like behind the scenes I thought of a book that I'm actually currently reading that is very behind the scenes and if you're into that I think you would love it and I'm reading it on Kindle so I'm not listening to the audiobook but it okay. is I'll have what she's having and it's about Nora Ephron and mm-hmm. her time in Hollywood but it also goes into like 
all the backstories of all the other people who were involved in her productions. So it kind of starts with like when Harry met Sally and talks about Meg Ryan and her experience filming that movie. And then they move into Sleepless in Seattle and Tom Hanks being involved. So who's the author of that? Well, is it? Ask me hard questions. Let me let me find because there's they quote a lot of people. Um, let me find it right now. It is Aaron Carlson. Yes, Aaron Carlson. How Nora Ephron Ephron's three iconic films saved the romantic comedy. And it is so fun just because you do get all of that backstory and like how different people felt about being on the production, and you get a view of like a younger Tom Hanks when he was a little bit cockier. Like I've seen him right. now on like I when I watched interviews for him in uh, Elvis, which I thought he was terrible in. But the <laughs> interviews of him talking about the experience, I think what it is, is he kind of reminds me of my dad. Right. And he's gotten like progressively more humble over the years. And now he's like, you know, film and movies now, it's just about the hang. It's just about like the time in between shots and how fun is that going to be? And like, you can tell that was not his perspective when he was younger. And he, you know, felt a little bit more inflated in his ego and could push around his his weight a little bit more in Hollywood. And so it's interesting to to see that like side of him from all those years ago and and his his involvement in Hollywood yeah and even like how Meg Ryan dealt with like the different movies and her Mm -hmm. place on set and yeah it was it's it's kind of fun kind of fun to go in the behind the scenes because they really get behind the scenes on those movies (laughs) so that's a fun one well, but okay. it's an audiobook on Libby, so I can listen to that too. <laughs> you could. Yeah. I I don't know why I didn't. I think because it wasn't written by a celebrity, I didn't then listen to it. I don't know. But anyway, it's it's very interesting. Right. Okay. So, my suggestions for you. Now, this I I gave you all these suggestions suggestions the other night. So, I think you've probably already looked at a few of them. But one of them, I think I mentioned at the very end, and it is so fun. Are you a fan of The Princess Bride? Yes. Okay. You yes, are... you did send me that one. Yes. You have to listen to As You Wish by Carrie Elwes, Inconceivable Tales from the Making of the Princess Bride, because it's so he plays Wesley in The Princess Bride, and he's the one who wrote it, and he reads it, but he has, like, Billy Crystal and... All these different people from the production come on, Robin Wright, and they read parts of it with him. And so it's just so fun. And there are so many crazy stories from the making and with Andre the Giant. And like it, it was it was a delight to listen to. And it was one of those that my kids were actually in the car for a lot of it. And they cracked up. So (laughs) it was it was a really fun one. Like your kids would probably and you know, your your quote unquote kids. I know they're grown, but they would probably even think yes. that it was a fun listen. So well, they know the movie. We've watched yeah. the movie. So and it was fun because we hadn't seen the movie in a while and we listened to it and then we went back and watched the movie. And that was really fun because it was like, oh, that's what he was talking about. And like that thing happened. And look, there that is. And so that was that was really fun. That's so cool. Like I think when he gets hit on the head by 
the six fingered man. Yes. <laughs> I think he really knocked him out. Like I, that was one oh of the gosh. things that they talk about. Yeah. See, like, that's the stuff I like to yeah. follow or read about and see like just those little behind the scenes quirks of filming. Yeah. yeah. So that is a super fun one for that behind the scenes kind of perspective for sure. And so then of course, Lauren Graham's books. Now she has three actually, but one of them is just oh, okay. like a recording of a speech that she gave and kind of elaborated on for a commencement address. And so then she like, she fleshed it out a little bit more and it's sort of like a little mini audiobook. But then she has Talking As Fast As I Can, which is where you should start because that really oh, okay, goes into- I have, have I already, or have I told you this already? Yeah, and that's the second book. So okay. you want to find Talking As Fast As I Can first because that goes more into like her years on Gilmore Girls and that kind of thing. Oh, and okay. And then Have I Told You This Already is the second one, which also, if you don't know how Gilmore Girls ends, I know it's been a thousand years, but my daughter had started watching Gilmore Girls and I put on, have I told you this already? And she completely spoils Gilmore Girls in the first two minutes of the audiobook. (laughs) I was like, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. Like I'm turning it off as fast as I can. But it was too late. She was like, Emmy was going, what? Are you kidding me? I'm so sorry. I didn't know she was going to do that. Start watching the things that we were watching. I know. The things that we like. Yeah. My kids are really into Boy Meets World, which is like very great for me. So, okay. So I'm looking at my list here. Now, sort of, I bet, sort of in line with the Sally Field one, that you're listening to it sounds like it could have some similarities is all my knotted up life by beth moore which okay i did not expect to like as much as i did but it was fabulous it wasn't at all pious and which i think is kind of what i was expecting and she just she was open and real and funny but also there's some real tragedy in her life and abuses growing up and that sort of thing. And the way that she addressed them was like so like literary in the way that she did it. It's hard to explain until you you actually listen to it. But I just thought she did a really beautiful job. And it was a very enjoyable book to listen to, even though it had some really hard things in it. Right. That's, so, on, that's on my hold list, actually. Yeah. I, I thought that one was really good. And same with Hello, Molly by Molly Shannon. So yes, I've got that, here. that has got some really hard stuff. So I don't know if you're familiar with her life at all. I'm not. I know okay. her. I just have not. It's kind of like Sally Field. I think I just have no idea about how she got to where she's at. Yeah. Well, that's I won't say it. I had heard before I read the book, but she experiences major loss at the beginning of her life when she's like four years old and so that really like shapes things throughout the rest of her life but also like it is just so quintessentially molly shannon this book like it just the way she reads it and the things she says it's so like it's so kind of over the top but at the same time it's her like she just is that and so 
it was really it didn't feel like a Rob Lowe experience where it's like oh you're overacting right now it's like yeah that's really how she is so exactly I and I love that I love because that. that's what I feel like gives you that kinship when you're listening yeah like with Betty White and Debbie that was them that was just how they were yeah and yeah. while there's pieces of acting in their reading because because again that's who they are yeah it is still them you can you can feel and hear that it's them as people yeah sans actor you know yeah and when their personality is so defined and unique like Molly Shannon's is right it was just like oh wow like you would just laugh at just the way that she said it because only Molly Shannon would say something like that you know so it was yes. yeah it was well and I'm kind good. of hoping that with I have two others on my uh list Dolly Parton mm-hmm. and Carol Burnett yes and I really I want to listen like to the Carol Burnett one they are similar with that with their personalities they just have a very them personality and I'm hoping in their books that comes out just yeah that feeling of of you're getting to know them as people yes yeah yeah, so I, I really want to listen to those ones too, but I, I definitely would say that about the Molly Shannon one. It was not yeah. your typical, not your typical listen. Um, okay, what are some other ones? Well, I did a, a whole slew of people from the office a few years ago. So I mentioned Mindy Kaling. Both of her books are hilarious. Is everyone hanging out without me? And why not me? So really loved both of those. Then I listened to Jenna Fisher, who plays Pam on The Office. Mm -hmm. She wrote a book called The Actor's Life, A Survival Guide. And it was much better than I thought it would be. And I don't know if it was just because, like, I, to a certain extent, I do have an actor's life because I do work as a voiceover actor. So there's some of that that, like, really actually applies to my life. But she does go into, like, her time on The Office and, like, how that all happened and all of those kinds of things too. And in the audiobook, she brings on other friends from the industry at the very end to answer questions. So that was kind of fun to have like that. And that little... was, what's the name of the book? It's called The Actor's Life, A Survival Guide. Okay. By Jenna Fisher. She's got one, The Office BFF. Yeah, that's with her and Angela Kinsey because oh, they have a podcast okay. and yeah. So I listened to their podcast for a while, but it was exhausting. So I couldn't really (laughs) relive the office quite as much as they were going into. Same with the Boy Meets World podcast, which was such a bummer to me. But when they have like three podcast episodes for every episode of the show, it just becomes a little much. So, okay. And another one, Rain Wilson, who played Dwight on The Office. He Mm -hmm. has one called The Bassoon King, My Life in Art, Faith, and Idiocy. And that was fun, too, because he grew up, like, in Seattle, and that's so close to where we're at, and it just, he really kind of, like, takes you on this journey through his life, and having his son, and, like, filming The Office at the same time as that, that, oh, I can't remember the name of the movie, of course, because it crashed and burned, but it was a big movie he did that didn't do well. But he talks about that experience oh. because it was happening at the same time as The Office. And it was it was just, yeah, I thought he did a really good job. And it gives you a lot more of that, like, behind-the-scenes stuff, which was really fun. I like that, yeah. Yeah. Now, sort of, I think, would be in the same vein as Debbie Reynolds is Penny Marshall's book, My Mother Was Nuts. Yes, and I do like Penny Marshall. 
Yeah. And it, she's, she is nuts. <laughs> she is not on Libby. Cause that one I had to write down. Okay. That was again, intense and pretty crazy. And as somebody who was just very stuck in their ways and going to live life the way they were going to live life, no matter what, right. but still interesting again, like the mingling of all those different people that she knew in a little bit older Hollywood generation. So I thought that was, yeah, I really enjoyed hers. I actually remember listening to that the weekend I moved into my house and I was building my sound studio. And so that's oh. what I listened to while I was like putting all and the that's what on the I, walls. I think I prefer the old school Hollywood. I think that's why I enjoyed Debbie Reynolds yeah. so much because it, it was, and even Sally Fields now, when she's talking about the sound stages of Gidget and the monkeys and like she is sat in yeah. the same, you know, with the monkeys while they were in between shooting, you know, their show. I love that old school Hollywood. Yeah. Preferably to Hollywood <laughs> today. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And it's it's fun because a lot of those, they're like such iconic actors that I don't think we have the same like sort of legendary status of our actors these days. I, as we used to. I agree. I don't feel like yeah. we do. Yeah. So I really liked hers and was interesting. Ladies, it's no secret that I am a fan of Fontana Candle Company and their 100% natural essential oil scented candles. That's right. They share 100% of their ingredients right on the label. I absolutely love their transparency because it's something that most candle companies would never do. They wouldn't want you to know what's in there because it's toxic, you know? But you don't have to worry about that with Fontana Candle Company. They started out being the first candle company to have their candles independently certified as non-toxic by Made Safe and now have over 75 products certified as well. This includes their natural bath soaks, which I I am a huge fan of. They are some of my favorite that I've ever used. And if you've listened to the podcast, you'll know that I take a bath pretty much every single night and I adore their bath soaks. They also have certified wax melts and room sprays too. Fontana continues to expand their mission beyond crafting just clean candles and they are launching their natural bar soaps and lip balms this July. I can't wait to be able to get a lemongrass eucalyptus candle, room spray, bath soak, lip balm, and bar soap. The entire collection of my favorite scent. It's going to be so good, you guys. And not only are they launching these new products, but they're getting a new name too, which is very fitting. So look out for their rebrand to Fontana Essentials this summer. They are the same great company, great team, and great products, just with a fun new name to match their expanded product selection. So head on over to FontanaCandleCompany.com and add yourself to their email list to receive all the updates on their new product launches. And if you can't wait, and you want to place your order right now, which I would highly suggest, use the code LIVEWELL at FontanaCandleCompany.com for 15% off your order. That's right, 15% off if you just head over to FontanaCandleCompany.com and use the code LIVEWELL. And then, of course, if you really want to laugh, Yes, Please by Amy Poehler and Bossy Pants by Tina Fey. I've got Tina Fey's on here. I think Amy Poehler's didn't come up for something because I do remember us talking about the two of them. I love them. Yeah, so funny and loved both of their books probably equally. They they just did a great job. And then if you want to really like, again, someone who is exactly who she is, I would recommend Wildflower by Drew Barrymore. Oh. Yes. So that's a you know, I, I don't know if I would necessarily say fun. I remember we lived with my grandmother while I was listening to that and I was shoveling snow. 
all winter. (laughs) And I would listen to Drew Barrymore while I was out shoveling her driveway. But again, like that kind of the picture of things that happened in Hollywood and her remembrances and how when she got like emancipated and she was living on her own at such a young age and how she made her way. And so that was that was a good one. I liked that one. I'm up to 31 audiobooks (laughs) on my list. (laughs) And these will all be in the show notes so everyone can find them easily if you're interested in any of these. Now... You said you listened to, or you watched the first couple of seasons of Outlander, right? Yes. Okay. So if you've even experienced that much Outlander, you don't have to be like a diehard fan, but listening to Clanlands and the Clanlands Almanac by Sam Hewen and Graham McTavish, even Roman, I had, I was playing it in the car one day and he was like, dang, their voices. Like... (laughs) You could yes. just you just want to listen to it for their incredible accents and like the depth of their voices. I don't even care what they're saying. They could be reading the phone book and it's just like I'll just sit here and bask in it. <laughs> no, and I did the what I've seen of Outlander, um, I love. I love. And yeah. I'm not even sure why it's one of those things where I watched the first few seasons and then when you've got to wait for the next season. Yeah. I kind yeah. of forgot to go back into it. Well, and quite honestly, so. I mean, I am a big Outlander fan, but nothing surpasses seasons one and two. And yeah. they've not been back to Scotland since either. And so it just doesn't have the same feel to it that those first couple of seasons did. Right. But but yeah, so I I loved both of those books by both of those guys. But then also Sam Hewen last year came out with his own book where he oscillates between walking this trail that he decided to do on his own, I think, in Scotland. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Just as like a a mental health escape, he went to do this big, long hike. But then in between that, he cuts back to all of his experiences of becoming an actor and like the amount of time he had to wait before he had his big break. And then what it was like, like, getting into Outlander and stuff like that. So I actually did really enjoy all of those books by them. Highly recommend all of those. Now, these next few that I'm going to recommend to you are actually not celebrities per se. Okay. But their books are just so good, especially their audiobooks. Okay. So At Home in the World, Reflections on Belonging While Wandering the Globe by Tish Oxenreiter was excellent and super interesting because her and her family with, I think they had three or four kids. It was years ago that we listened to it, but they, they just were nomads for at least a year. So they just went all over Thailand and like all these different places and they lived out of suitcases and they homeschooled their kids and they, they did that whole thing. And so she talks about that experience that they had. And even my kids liked listening to a lot of parts of that book because it was so I think I would enjoy that. I follow the Bucket List family. Yeah. Um, yeah. On social media. And I've seen, you know, their YouTube videos. And it's similar. They just, they travel with their kids. And yep. it's just such a neat insight into what feels like a completely different lifestyle than, than us yeah. living, you know, in the country and we do road trips, but that's about it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's like just living like that complete nomadic lifestyle and having all those different cultural experiences and all of that kind of thing. So I thought she did a really good job with that book. 
And then this one was also, I don't even know how I, I think it was like an audible sale. They were like, get three books for the price of one or something. So I was like, okay, I'll grab this. <laughs> but it ended up being really good. And it was, whatever you do, don't run. True Tales of a Botswana Safari Guide by Peter Allison. And it's this guy who, when he's like 18, he was Australian and he ends up moving to Botswana and working on this like nature preserve and all these different experiences he has with the wildlife and the stupid guests and like all the things that he had to like get them out of. And it was, it was really interesting. So that was a fun listen. And then I think if I'm looking at my list, right, I think these are my like last two that I love. And I will say, I'm going to give you two authors names and you listen to everything they've put out. (laughs) And that is Sophie Hudson and Melanie Schenkel. So they also are very good friends and they have a podcast called the Big Boo Cast. And it's literally every week, like them just catching up with each other. They talk about the sports they've watched and the new shorts they've bought and what skincare they like. And like, that's it. All it is. But it's so fun to listen to the two of them. They're from Texas and Alabama, I think, is where Sophie lives now. But I think she was originally from Mississippi. So they're very Southern and they are so much fun. But their books, like, they, they have, like, amazing insights. I think especially Sophie's last book, Stand All the Way Up. But they are also, like, riotously funny. Like you will I just that too, like pee your pants light, and when we're surrounded by so much heaviness, yeah, all the time, and, and yeah. news and politics and whatnot. That's that's nice to be able to get in the car or on the treadmill or like you said, shoveling snow and doing your chores and just have that lighthearted escape. I love that. Yeah, and they are like, especially if you go back and you start at the beginning of when they both started writing books because. They were bloggers and that's how they got book deals and that's how they became friends as well. And so it goes, if you go back to the beginning and you listen from their first book all the way through to where they are now, and they currently are both writing new books that will be coming out in 2024, which is fun too. They go back and catch up because they are just like, I think my first thing I listened to from Sophie Hudson was Giddy Up Eunice. And it's like That's about audiobook. Yeah. And it's about women like in the Bible. <laughs> the way she comes across with it is just so much fun. But then I think there's one called something like like a little salty to my sweet. And it's about like her growing up in the South. And Melanie mm-hmm. Schenkel does everything from like her relationship with her husband and how they met and then having a daughter and like it just they're just so funny but so good I just listened to like one back to back to back and absolutely love them I've since had Melanie Schenkel on the show and she's just a delight and so much fun and Mackenzie my Mackenzie has a a journaling devotional from Sophie Hudson oh yeah like yeah and I've even used it uh teaching my own Bible study, like pulled from it to, I I just love her perspective. So have you listened to any of her stuff or read any of her other stuff? Oh, you're going to love it. You're going to just love her. There were parts that I even like, I can't remember which book it was. It might've been like the one where she talks about her upbringing, 
But I actually like I wrote down the timestamp and I went over to my parents' house and rewound to that point. It was like, you have to listen to this. <laughs> it was so funny. Like it it's that good. So I I just love both of them. So I think that that pretty much sums it up. <laughs> this is awesome. I've added so many books to my yeah. list. You now have your listening, listening to books for, the next, for another year. Yeah. Or three. You have to listen to them around the clock. But I just, I loved all of those. So I hope you get some some good reading enjoyment. And anybody listening to this, if they have recommendations, please come over to the show notes on the website and leave your recommendations. I would love to hear what your ideas are or books that you have loved. It's so fun to get recommendations. So and we never want to run out. I, yeah. I, it's such an empty feeling if you get to the end of something and you're like, what next? I yeah. never want to have to ask what next. I just want to go into my list and be like, that's next. <laughs> yep. I have, I have what needs to come next and what needs to come next for everyone is born a crime, but that's, that's just my personal. I'm on it. I'm on it. <laughs> oh, I forgot one. That reminds Colin Jost. Also Colin Jost, a very punchable face. Also that's laugh until you cry. The first ones you recommended to me. Yes. And it's Scarlett Johansson's husband. He's also one of the head writers for SNL. So you know you're going to laugh, but it's just like <laughs> so ridiculous. So yeah, very, very good. Okay. Are you ready for my stock questions? I hope so. <laughs> you will be fine. I promise. Okay. And some of these, you'll see why I think it's going to be funny to hear you answer because I think your answers I know are going to be very obvious. Okay. Candles or essential oil diffuser? Oh, diffuser. Yeah. Cloth napkins or paper? Paper. Okay. City or country? Country. Paper or digital? Paper. Interesting. I know. And as much as I love my Kindle and you and I talk about our Kindle and our challenges, I really do prefer, and I do, I have so many Bible studies in my version app, but I prefer a book. I don't use a book daily. (laughs) Yeah. But there is something for me having my Bible in front of me or having a book in front of me and reading it um so i i'm a kindle every day i, I prefer i prefer the books even though i don't read from them <laughs> i think for me it just depends on like what type of reading i'm doing like i'd rather have my bible in front of me or if it's a non-fiction book that i want to take notes in or highlight things then i want that right. but my fiction i think i actually prefer reading it on my kindle so I think I, I mean, I mostly like my Kindle because it's just easy. It's easy yeah. in bed to hold if I, you know, you're not keeping your spouse up with the light half the time or yeah. just holding it and keeping it. You don't have to keep it open. And even at the lake, I prefer my Kindle. Yeah. But if I'm given the this or that, it, I would have to say it's the, the books. <laughs> All right. That feels like real blasphemy on this episode of the show. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Oh, okay. Shopping. Would you rather do it online or in the store? Online. Okay. I kind of thought that might be the case. Yeah. Okay. It's whatever time you're making dinner and you need a mental break. Do you listen to a podcast or music? Music. And what kind of music would you listen to? Most of it is faith. Okay. Like Christian music. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Chocolate. Milk or dark? Milk. I'm trying really hard. I just had this conversation with my mother because she's like, I used to like milk chocolate, but now I don't. I like dark chocolate. I'm like, I'm trying. There's one dark chocolate I like. It's Trader Joe's 
chocolate covered graham cracker bite things cookies <laughs> those have dark chocolate and i like those but i have a hard I time just, with just a piece of dark chocolate i would not have expected that out of you i know i know i'm trying right. okay ask me again next year <laughs> <laughs> sports or no sports the other side of my children's yeah sports and i'm got no sports <laughs> okay yes I feel that. I know now that Roman has like really veered away from the sporting events and he's just like in the film world. (laughs) We were sitting there the other day and a commercial came on and he goes, who's that? Who's that guy? (laughs) He plays football, right? I said, Tom Brady. (laughs) He was like, oh yeah, him. And I was like, wow, Roman, like we've, we've really, I'm the turn to corner. I like the Gonzaga game because my husband loves Gonzaga mm-hmm. so I'm all for let's have people over to watch the game yeah I'm all for let's host a Super Bowl party like do I watch the games uh, yeah I watch the end if it's close and interesting but I'm and then the I commercials. love I'm here for the commercials and the food and the friends yeah um I love being in my kids youth sports we were go go going with soccer and I really thought I would miss it because I did enjoy that season but as the girls stopped playing Mm-hmm. I, I don't miss it at all and I'm yeah. so glad to be out of it I'm like I really thought I would though because I did enjoy it but I'm 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 fully in no sports mode now both yeah. youth and professional <laughs> it was it was a season it had its time and now you've moved on yes all right okay live broadcasting like doing Instagram stories or that kind of thing would you rather broadcast or watch them watch I kind of thought that might be the answer. Uh, I'm not good at the broadcasting part. <laughs> I think you underestimate <laughs> yourself. You've just recorded a podcast and you've done a fantastic job. Thank you. Okay, what is your favorite movie? Oh, you can't do that. I, movies are oh, I just I, did from my from my childhood. Probably, I, I say from my childhood. It's not really childhood, but um, Steel Magnolias mm. is for some reason resonates with me. It's not. I watch things like The Proposal over and over. I love that. Um, mm-hmm. And then this is kind of surprising to people when I tell them this, but um, Brendan Fraser's The Mummy is one of my favorites. <laughs> like, I know all the lines. I don't know why. I don't have a really, it's just a good mix of action, adventure, sci-fi, and comedy. Like, yeah. I just like that movie so much. But I usually when people ask me that, because I love movies, I've always loved movies. So I just have this wide array of favorites if you will yeah, but yeah. Two magnolias just comes back yeah. over and over there's just something about that movie I remember the first time I saw it in the theater and it's one I can sit and watch and laugh and cry through again and again and again see so. I haven't I don't think I brought myself to watch it again since having children and I watched it all the time growing up like know every yeah. line but I mean, yeah. since then it feels very overwhelming it, it really it is and yeah. I think that's why I like it because you yeah. just, the other movies, I'll play the mummy or I'll play the proposal because there's nothing to watch or I just want the TV yeah. on and I don't really have to pay attention. I feel like when I watch Steel Magnolias to this day, I sit and I watch Steel Magnolias. Mm, yeah. You know? Yeah. So A podcast that I listen to, the podcast for anybody interested, but in their Patreon, they recently just did like a deep dive on Steel Magnolias. And all the background of it and the characters and all that stuff. And that was very interesting. So it got me thinking about it again. Like, oh, maybe I need to watch it. Yeah, yeah. that's cool. And I got to look that up. <laughs> well, it's behind a paywall. So that's the only problem. Oh, 
Um, okay. If you were to put yourself on the crunchiness spectrum where zero is totally not crunchy and 10 is like singing Kumbaya by the fire with your legs unshaven and dreadlocks in your hair, where are you on the spectrum? I would say I'm like a four or five trying to continue (laughs) higher. My kids would say that I'm like an eight. Yes. But yes, I hate to break it to you. You think an eight? (laughs) Yes, at least. Really? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. See, I interview a lot of people. Easy and convenient and I don't know. No, seriously. (laughs) How many loaves of sourdough bread have you baked this week? Oh my gosh. Don't do that. I did yeah. three loaves yesterday. I'm doing three more today. See, see, this is what I'm talking about. We're, we're going to the lake. So I have to prepare. Uh huh. I also bought extra raw milk and I'm making raw butter. So All right. that's why my kids think I'm an eight. And that's what makes you an eight. I interview a lot of people on this podcast and it's always funny to me because almost everyone across the board says like five or six, no matter how crunchy or not crunchy they are. <laughs> And nobody seems to have a very good perspective on their level of crunchiness. And I think when you are so insteeped in it, you fail to recognize how crunchy you've gotten because you forget that other people aren't doing these things. But I am here to tell you. Maybe. You are much higher. I I think we're in such a we're in such a society of comparison because of social media. So I follow these accounts that I get inspiration from and I know I'm not near their level of crunchiness. Yes. So it feels that's where I think I bring my own level down because I look at these women I follow for inspiration and I'm like, yeah, I don't live or do like that. (laughs) Yes. And I get that. But when you look at most of society, they don't even know what you're talking about. So this is true. (laughs) You're definitely not a four. <laughs> oh, perspective. I got it. Yeah. Yes. It's like when I was like cloth diapering and having my babies at home, and it was like, but that's normal. And everyone's like, it's not normal. You're not no. normal. It's like, I'm oh. not the cloth diaper. Per- I couldn't, I know. That's where, that's where you that's, drew the line. That's where I'm not a nine. <laughs> yeah. There you go. But you're a solid eight. <laughs> And those, those diapering years are far behind you. So they don't get to have like bearing on your number anymore. (laughs) It's just those paper napkins that are taking you down a notch. I just, I, I get it. I don't, I, I, that's what I reach for every time. Yeah. No, I totally get it. I use paper Uh, towel. I know. know. That's where I, yeah, I use paper towel and I actually had a friend make me some um reusable paper towel or you know they're basically yeah. cotton yeah I actually really love those for what I do in the kitchen but I haven't really used them as paper towel yeah <laughs> ironically <laughs> I don't know okay well this was so much fun I've taken up way more of your time than I intended to but thank you for coming on here with me and chatting all things books and audiobooks it was really fun well, thank you for having me I love it and I love I my list doubled. So I'm super excited about always having something ready to go. Yes, you're set. All right. I'll talk to you soon. (laughs) Okay. All right. That is it for this week's episode. You're probably thinking, whoo, that was, that was a lot. There were a lot of suggestions in that episode, but don't worry. I have everything listed in the show notes. So all you have to do is go to mckenziecoppacom slash podcast and find everything there 
or you can just swipe up in whatever app you are listening to the show on and you will be able to see all the links to every single book that we mentioned in today's episode so you don't have to try to remember everything. They are just all right there. And of course, I would also love to see you this Friday over on YouTube where I'm doing my live plan with me. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. That's one o'clock Pacific time. You don't have to be subscribed to anything or signed up for anything. You can just show up on YouTube. That is where I'm going to be hanging out at one o'clock talking all about planning. So you can ask me your questions and get in there. And I think we're just going to have a lot of fun. So come over at one o'clock Pacific on YouTube at Mackenzie Coppa on YouTube. You'll be able to find me there. It's going to be a good time. All right, ladies, thanks so much for joining me again. And until next week, have a happy 4th of July and go be bold and gracious.